huge news, years in the making, my brand new book that my publishers refuse to publish, Money Matrix. Beat the money system and build generational wealth. Understand the three main ways that the banks productize you and make money from you. You'll be able to turn that system against itself, build generational wealth and multiple streams of recurring income. It's all at moneymatrix.cash. And if you're quick, the first few hundred registrants and buyers will receive many special bonuses from me. The brand new Moneymaker Summit three-day special event. Meet me at a champagne reception. Meet me at a multi-millionaire networking dinner. Go now, moneymatrix.cash. This is huge. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob and welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, one of the highest downloaded podcasts on release this year that we've done was the interview with Grant Cardone. Now, when I interviewed Grant, I also met his wife, Elena, and I thought she'd be really great for the show. Uh, Very grateful and excited for you that we now have an interview with Elena Cardone. If you don't know who she is, she's obviously Grant Cardone's wife. She's a big part of the Cardone empire, those to uh, doing amazing things. They've just done a huge UK tour. They were doing big events in Mexico. They've got an event for 35,000 people coming up in um, America too. Um, And I managed to catch up with her after one of her London events. Uh, She was an actress for many years in the 90s on some quite famous shows like NCIS, Two and a Half Men. Um, She's just releasing a book called uh, Building an Empire. She's, she does a lot of things. I, I go into this in quite a lot of detail in the first question, actually. She's an entrepreneur, real estate investor, public speaker, philanthropist. She's also voted in the Maxim Hottest 100 Women. Uh, and you'll notice in the interview that she puts me straight on specifically what that means. Um, she goes a lot into being a mum and being a mum entrepreneur. I think it's great for men who've also got wives or partners who are women who are also in business. Uh, but also great for women in business and supporting your husband. Um, She's very vibrant, energetic, fun. I think you'll really enjoy this interview with Elena Cardone. Grant, how are you doing? Good Good to see you again. Elena, how are you? Yes, it is. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Nice to see you. How are you doing? Good Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 pilot and real estate and all of that. But he doesn't know how to exit a parking now. No. It's a little weird sometimes. It's a little weird. You didn't know. I was standing up for you. It's good. You guys got it set up. Yeah, we're all good. So, You guys have a great interview, okay? Yeah, thanks, Grant. See you soon. Good to see you. Were you doing the event? today was that today yeah we did that yeah, yeah. today and then we went all the way into town and, and you know this yeah. traffic is bananas yeah 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 it's london it's, it's all good london, yeah right? it's all good how you doing ronnie all right amazing yeah you good yeah good man how's the trip been yeah overall success yeah yeah cool was it Gla- a lot of great people yeah glasgow and then london was it uh yeah yeah cardiff mm. Yeah. Oh, Cardiff as well. Yeah, we go to Cardiff. We go to Cardiff on, on Wednesday. You guys have yeah. a great interview, okay? Yeah, thanks, Grant. See you soon. Make, make, Good to see you. Make the magic, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Harry, this, Harry. Uh, this chair right here. This is Harry. Harry. I love 
Harry's doing the filming. This is Beth who's doing the social media. And this is a random camera. <laughs> What you said, or you said, what did you say? This is a random camera. Oh, yeah. a random camera. <laughs> Does random camera have a name? Okay. How's the um, trip been? The trip has been yeah. amazing. So the guys who've been promoting you, I trained them in property. Uh, Paul, Paul, and mm -hmm. um, you know Paul McFadden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did yes. my property courses years back when he like couldn't even grow a beard. He must have been nineteen or something. Nice. And, so, and you helped train him on that? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good. Amazing. He's a good guy. So. Wow, they're they're here. Oh, the champions of mine too. Those oh right, yeah. Yeah. You, you got a couple of little holes in your jeans. I don't know if you notice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cold outside. Yeah. Yeah. She bought it. She paid for it. Yeah. I know. I know. Every time I wear things like this, Grant is like, "Do you think you're 18?" I'm like, "Try." And <laughs> um, before we start, is there anything you particularly want to or don't want to talk about? No. All right, good. Um, anything you want to know about the podcast? Yeah, I want to know, like, what, what's, what, what's your intention with uh, Disruptive Entrepreneur um, and yeah, with, yeah. Me, with what you want from me on this show? Okay, cool. So, um, I mean, I've got, like, seven or eight questions lined up, but I like it to be really conversational. Me too. And just sort of, like, whatever comes up, we uh -huh. go and have a little fun chasing okay, around. Okay, okay. Um, me, okay. One take one. I always knew I was born for this. I know, right? <laughs> Elena, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. So I was doing a little bit of research, and I had to write all this down because you have done a lot. So listen. Make me sound yeah. official. I love <laughs> yeah. this part. So listen to this. Okay. Actress. Yep. Pretty hot clay pigeon shooter. Is that yes. right? Yes. Yeah. A Maxim top 100 hot list. Ever. Ever. Don't forget the ever. I did, oh, okay, man. go on. I have to just fire the editor. All right. Ever. Mm -hmm. Author. You got a new book? I'm, I'm officially an author now. Yeah. Excellent. We'll, we'll talk about that. Entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Real estate investor. Yes. Yeah. Keynote speaker. Yes. Philanthropist. Million percent. Yeah. Empire builder. For sure. Yeah. And then this big one, chief family officer. I know. I gave myself you that do. title. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. yes. Uh, you're a mum of two. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is a lot of things. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, what would you say you want to be known for in all of that? How do you want people to know you now? How do you want to be remembered? Um, if I can help educate and elevate couples, especially couples, I have a thing for couples, um, to get on the same page and work together and become empire builders. If I can, um, if I can expedite that and show people the way how to have what Grant and I have created in a shorter amount of time and mm. leave that as a legacy for others that say, my life changed when I learned this. Mm. And that would be like my dream. That would be my dream. If I made a difference in the world on a, on a massive level like that, I, right. would be, I would be really proud of myself. Okay, cool. So um, I worked with my wife for a few years mm -hmm. and then she fired me. Mm. And basically just like, no, I'm not working with you anymore. And um, you've been working with Grant, it's got to be 15 years, mm -hmm, would you say? Something mm -hmm, like that, is mm -hmm. that about right? Yep. So you, you and Grant have done better than me and my wife. We, we've got five <laughs> years and you're like 15 and still going mm -hmm. strong. So yeah. what makes a successful 
partnership business and of course relationship as well. Mm -hmm. Have you managed to go so long and still want to inspire others to do it? There's a, there's a few key things that we have. First and foremost is we, are, we have the same mission. We have a very big, we have very big goals and aspirations. And when you set them so big and outside of the realm of ever ridiculous, we want to reach 7 billion people on this planet. It's a ridiculous goal. Mm. It's going to keep us busy for a long time. When you set something up so big, all the little stuff, all the normal little fights you don't have time for because yeah. you want this big thing. So that's one. Mm -hmm. Two, we have finally figured out, it did take us <laughs> about five to six years to figure this part out, but we finally figured out that uh, what I'm good at, what are my strengths and weaknesses and what are Grant's strengths and weaknesses, and we figured out who does what. Because before, I'm very strong, powerful, independent woman from Los Angeles. I was an actress. Men don't tell me what to do, <laughs> you know. And so that was the mentality that I came from. Which, yeah. But in a relationship, when you're operating as a unit, he became my enemy and not my ally. And we were fighting each other too much to, for the vying for position. When we finally mapped out who does what and what is your role, then he's not allowed to bypass me with my job, my hat, you know, whatever mm -hmm. hat I'm wearing. Is it the mom hat? Is it the philanthropist? Is it the social hat? Is it, what is it? He's not yeah. allowed to bypass me and vice versa. He runs all the business decisions and I can give advice, but in the end, it's his decision and I'm going to back him on that. Mm -hmm. So we really don't fight each other now. We work with each other. Yeah. I run pretty much the, the PR of the entire family because he's horrible at it. He's blunt. He says things that are misinterpreted by other people. I understand what he's trying to say. Yeah. So I'm constantly going like this and putting out all the fires <laughs> yeah. and, you know, so, but we have those, but I understand his strengths and his weaknesses and vice versa. Mm. And we collaborate with each other and, uh, and really build each other. And it's not he against me yeah. anymore. It's us. When he wins, I win. Mm. When I win, he wins. So it's not like, oh, he's doing so great and he has this life and I have nothing. It's like, no, he has this life and he's doing so great because we created it together. Whereas a lot of relationships I find have this push-pull where, you know, she might be doing great and the guy's not financially doing well, but so he feels weird because they haven't come together and saying we're all in on each other. So mm. there is no difference between the two. It's us and how can we elevate, you know, each yeah. other up quickly. Mm. So in your roles and responsibilities, does he just like give you total autonomy and let you crack on? Or does he like to be involved in some decisions and vice versa? It goes both ways. You know, you know he definitely likes to have his input. He's, he's used to being the boss. He's used to calling the shots. He's used to telling people what to do. I run the household. It just so happens that we do have a traditional marriage in that sense. Um, I didn't know I was going to be a good mother. I am a very good mother. I take an immense amount of pride in that. Am I perfect? Do I feel the mom guilt? All that other stuff? Yes, no. I'm normal. But I know I'm a good mother. And so I run the family. I make all the decisions where, we're gonna, where they're going to go to school, the homeschool, to the clothes, to the this, to the who we're hiring that's going to nanny. The, every decision is my decision. Yeah. So if, if I bring in a, a bad apple, that falls on me. Mm. You know, and I have to handle that immediately. You know, if yeah. the kids start acting up and they're fighting, that's my product. That my kids are my children. Those, that's my, 
for lack of a better word, those are my products. Those are my mm. statistics. That's how I can see when the kids are doing really well and thriving. I know I'm doing a good job. When they start fighting with each other and da da, da I know I need to jump in and handle what's going on. You yeah. know, pay them a little attention, sort this thing out with the school, and then boom, they're back on track again. Mm. You know, and and same with the with the business. But yes, he wants to jump in a lot and try to you know, give them sugar when I have them off of sugar. And I'm like, you know, but I, we try not to fight in front of the kids. It's yeah. difficult too. But, you know, we try to be a unified front in front of them. And, and we, we make it very clear to the, to the kids that we were the initial foundation mm. and, um, and they can come along for the ride for as long as they wish. And yeah. at any point they want to get off, yeah. you're free. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I definitely want to talk about... Um, the kids later on, I've got a couple of kids, seven and four, they're at private school. I worry sometimes they've got a bit of a charmed life and mm -hmm. I sometimes feel like need to get it a bit more grimy and dirty and, you know, not every kid has it as, as good as that. So we'll come back to that. How do you balance then being a mum and an author and an entrepreneur and a wife? You know, you do do a lot of things. Yeah, and, definitely. you know, on the outside, it looks like you guys are doing great. Yeah. Um, got a massive following in the UK. You're going to have to turn it. It's going to have to be 100x soon, isn't it? 10x is yeah, big enough Yeah, we want to do the O2 arena next yeah, time. Yeah, I, I, when I drove by, I thought, We're I bet like, they want to be in that next year. Oh, yes, year. we do. Definitely do. Yeah. So how do you balance all that? Um, you know, I, I, I never think in terms of balance. I'm a mercurial. I, I, I've worked on becoming an asset. Um, for myself and and in this particular case how I'm an asset is I'm able to be mercurial which you can't grab mercury in a thermometer you know you can't yeah. grab it it goes like this so I, I can move and adapt easily um, between being a mom to being you know the businesswoman to being you know fun girl to I, I can move through multiple um, personas. Did you have to learn that or is that who, um, you know, how you always Yes I, I, I did learn that um, just based on because the goal is so big and once I stripped away this need to have to be happy or have to have this fixed idea of oh well it should look like this or even in the marriage like we need to be equal husband and wife all the time no we're not equal when I'm in the office he's the boss when I'm in the office and I wear a junior hat mm. and I, I don't have so much pride that I'm not okay with that mm. do you know what I'm saying yeah. it's just I'm willing to do whatever and be whoever to get the mission done, mm. and, and which is to reach 7 billion people. Because I know if our material gets to 7 billion people, we will have made a difference and people will be helped. Mm. I, I believe in our product. I believe in Grant. I'm his biggest fan. I know that he's helped me and I've seen the impact of the lives that he has helped directly. So I'm willing to sacrifice, you know, whether I want to do something, whether I don't want to do something, it doesn't matter. I do it anyway what for the are greater those sacrifices cause. You sacrifices make, are like there's many sacrifices. I'm a woman, you know. Sometimes is that a sacrifice? No, that, <laughs> no. that's not the part. That's, <laughs> being a woman is very difficult. I, I give all women like yeah. uh, hats off because well, I was I challenging. Know, but I but that's learn not what I was going to say. Being yeah. a sacrifice. Why what I was going to say hard? was that I am a woman and 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 I am a romantic. Now, Grant is an animal and he is a beast and he is an entrepreneur. 
and I need him to be that. The sacrifice comes in where the romantic woman in me wants him to come home from the battlefield and not come in the door. <laughs> the fantasy, you know, from yeah. watching all the movies wants him to come in and pick me up and carry me over the threshold and mm. I've missed you so much and I'm so in love with you. But that's not reality, that's a sacrifice. The sacrifice is when he comes in the door, because I want this, because I chose this, the sacrifice is when he comes in the door, there's gonna be daggers and I understand that and I'm willing to take the hit because of all the good he is doing. Yeah. I mean, the, the metaphorical hit. Mm. I'm with a man who loves and protects yeah. women and children. He's never laid a hand on me. So mm. I just needed to ah, clarify yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. But I mean, the, you know, the, that, that edge, yeah. you know, that roughness, the gruffness. So that's a sacrifice, mm. you know, that that I that I make all the time. You know, just going, being here, jet lag, being from event to event to event, and doing a podcast. I have to do this because I want to be known to the the English market. I mm. want them to know who I am. But am I exhausted? Would I would, would I maybe rather be getting ready for bed? No, of course you wouldn't. You'd rather be here on my podcast. Well, before <laughs> before I came here, I may have wanted, yeah. but now I'm here and I'm energized and yeah. I'm so happy to be here. But those are the moments before where I'm like, oh my god, I'm so tired. Can I mm. do this? Yeah. But it doesn't matter. I don't. I don't. I don't go by how because I feel. Because the mission is so the big. The mission. I I the have such a drive yeah. to be bigger than who I am yes. as a normal person. Huge, I'm going for extraordinary. Yeah. You know, I want to make an, 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 an impact mm. and I want to leave a legacy. Yeah. You know, and, and people aren't going to know me because I flew in a brand new G550. Mm. People are going to know me that I help them and I help their families and I help them to help themselves and their families. Mm. And that could make me tear up because yeah. that's something I, I, would, I would take serious pride in. So you said earlier, I, I, I'm a bit of a softie on these interviews. I don't ever really like making anyone uncomfortable. I mm -hmm. like interviewing people I like, I admire, I interview a lot of people I'm fans of. Um, but you said it, so I'm going to go there. And you said it's hard being a woman. Why, yeah. why is it hard being a woman? And I'm not trying to get under your skin. I want to know because oh my for, God. for me, I, I, help, <laughs> I help a lot of people as well. Yeah. And I'm help, um, you know, size doesn't matter, but I help a lot of people and I know how, what I can do. And I have a lot of women entrepreneurs who follow me. And I don't know what it's like when you're trying to raise finance with a guy who's also trying to get in your pants and you can't work out the difference. Or, you know, when you're trying to juggle your kids for 60 hours a week and trying to get your head into business. Because I'm a man mm -hmm. and I want to understand. Mm -hmm. I want to understand so I can help more women. Mm -hmm. And I want to understand so all the, the mumpreneurs and women who listen to the podcast can, you know, help themselves be more successful or whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. So why is it hard and how do you, how do, you deal with it? You deal with it just because women are very strong and very powerful, and, I, and I'm not sure they get enough credit for it. I mean, not not only is it difficult to keep up with just the physical aspect, the hair, the nails, the shaving the legs, I mean, all the mm. hygiene things and, and what's expected, but it's like you said, like I can be on the road with Grant from the morning till the night and catering to, to him and to, and to us and, and being with him and, and he's exhausted maybe some more exhausted because he's done the speech all day long, but but me too. Mm. And then he can come home and he, we can say hi to the kids and then um, and then he can go and watch TV and then I'm full on mom duty, you know, for the next three hours. Like mm. I'm entertaining the kids, they want to be with me and I have to be with them and I want to be with them, but it's also exhausting. It's like, mm. it doesn't turn off. Like when you're a mom, it just never shuts off. Like you're always... You know, and, 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 and a lot of times 
you you get neglected. Like no one in my house says, "Mom, can I make you a meal?" Mm. You know, but I'm I have to remember Robbie, even so if I'm not. To this then. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's not his role. No, you know. But but that's what makes it difficult. Yeah. Is there you know that I'm expected to look after, and I'm not complaining. You just mm. asked me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I understand this is my role, and but the hard part is that I have to not only think about myself. I have to think about the kids and the packing the kids and the feeding the kids and help, taking care of Grant, remembering this on this trip for him, and remembering this person and that. You know, it's just a lot going on mm. in the mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. You know. And how do you manage to balance all that and do your work and write your book? You know, more sort of on the the the, the mumpreneur, the business woman side. How do you manage to effectively get work done and be a mum? Well, I have gotten to the point now where we have expanded so much that I have had to put people into the mm. fold. You know, in the very beginning of our marriage, I did not have a nanny. I did everything myself full time. Now I don't have time for that. Now I have all the priorities of what's going to take us to this end goal, which is at 7 billion people. So it does not make sense for me. I don't do grocery shopping anymore. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Mm. I want to clarify that. I'm willing to do like I, I'm like like I'm not just saying this to make myself sound good. Yeah. Like, I really am willing to do whatever it takes to, to move us and the family down the field mm. to our objectives. So I am not above anything. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not entitled to anything. And, and I don't expect anything. I don't expect Chanel or this or that. I'm very grateful and appreciative for everything that, that I have. Where, where was I? How do you balance getting balance. work done? I outsource yeah. everything. So now yeah. I have a nanny, the homeschool teacher, the security person. You have your own PA. Uh, I'm getting one. Yeah. I'm getting one. I've had one in the past briefly. It really helped. I think I'd be dead without a PA. Yes. In like like I, I, I mean, even yeah. the, 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 the people at um, Bloomingdale's and Neiman Marcus, they know who I am. I say, I need clothes. I'm going on a trip. <laughs> Racks of stuff come to my house. Yeah. I pick what I want. I send, they pick up and go back, everything. So I have a lot of outsourcing now, yeah. but it's only because I've gotten to this point now. Could you have so, done it earlier so you, you know, were maybe able to get more done more quickly? Yeah, if I would have thought of it yeah. or was willing to, you know, pay for it or, you know. But that tremendously helps me prioritize. So I can be with my kids and I can be with Grant and I can do what I need to do without having to do all those extra stuff that prevent me. So I can write the book when the nanny's taking the kids to the school mm. or from the school or the driver or this or that. Yeah. You know. How long did it take you to write the book? It took me a year, but I took almost a year. It took me almost a year, and I took a, several months off. Mm. And and I told this story earlier. Um, Grant, you took several months off to no, write no, the book? No, no, several months. No, no, no. I started writing the book. I protested writing the book. I was never good in school. I finished school at 17. I never went to college. I never considered myself like an educated woman. Like, mm. I don't have a degree. I'm, I was, I'm not smart at things, you know. Like books, things, yeah. you know, like geography. I don't know where, where you know, I'm, I'm that typical American that y'all <laughs> probably laugh at that doesn't know where anything is. Yeah, that's me. Mm. So when writing this book, it challenged my intelligence. It, it brought up all that resistance that I had about school. Mm. I took several months off. I didn't want to write it. I'm not a writer. I was mad at Grant because he can write a book in three hours. <laughs> I wanted him to write it for me. He wouldn't write it for me. He wouldn't even let me read a page to him. Yeah. It infuriated me. And then finally one so day. So was it you who wanted to write or was it he that wanted you to write it? Um, 
Probably him that yeah. wanted me to write it, mm. you know. Um, Books are a great asset, though. I mean, you'd have that asset now for a decade or longer. Yeah, it is. The Think and Grow Rich is still like the eighth best-selling yeah. book in the whole world. It was written in 1930-something. So It's amazing, right? Grant knows what he's doing, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. And when I, when, when I took the time off, he called me lazy and a coward. <laughs> and um, I was furious at the time. And um, and it just it just lit a fire under my bum. Y'all say bum here, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't or wait ass. to use that. I couldn't use say, that. Wait to use ass. that word. Okay. Say ass. 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 Okay, a little it. fire under my ass. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And for two months, there were days I didn't even leave the house because I sat it's down. It's hard writing a book, isn't it? Very, hard, very yeah. difficult. Very, it was very difficult for me. But in the in the last month, it actually became very exciting. I All could right. see it coming together. Mm. And then I was really happy with the end product. And now I'm going around, I'm speaking to Women Empowerment Expo, to all these women. I speak at all these things, podcasts, talking about my book. Now I'm mm. so proud of it. And now I, it makes me love Grant so much more that, that he did what he did to, to, to get me to finish it because he saw my full potential even yeah. when, when I was struggling. So that's what I'm trying to say. Our relationship doesn't always look like this lovey-dovey thing, but we push each other to be our fullest self. Yeah. And that is what love is to us. It's mm. helping each other achieve our goals and our purposes. And when I do that in myself, I'm so in love with him. I'm in love with myself. I'm happy. And when I help him do that for him, that's the greatest love I can get him, mm. give him. I don't need him to put away all of his work, lock up all of his stuff, and hold my hand while we watch a movie and say, this is your proof that you love me. Yeah. No, your proof that you love me is actually when you call me lazy and a coward so I can finish this book mm. so I can have pride and confidence and, and step up my level of game. That, that's love for me. Yeah. Right. Wow. I almost don't want to change the subject from love, but I'm going to have to. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so your book's about um, building an empire. Mm -hmm. um, so what does it take? What is building an empire? What does it take to build an empire? It takes a lot of things to build an empire. First and foremost, you have to know uh, your purpose and who you are, what you represent, what you're willing to um, stand for. And then when you're willing to take a stand for something, then you have to develop the courage to stand behind the stand that you took, mm. which isn't always easy when you're the only one saying this is the way and everyone's going, oh, you, that's ridiculous. And yeah. Um, why you're such a fuddy-duddy and so it takes sacrifice it takes courage it takes and what is it you stand for then i stand for the anybody out there who wants to uh achieve something greater that they know is inside um i stand for that person that you know if you just strip away some old ideas um and, and you continue to put your actions toward that thing that you can attain that goal. So I, I definitely believe in that dream and want to support anybody who wants to go after that and thinks they can. Mm. I, I am there to say, yes, you can. Mm. You really can. Building an empire, is that, are you talking more about a vision and a legacy or is it sort of practical stuff like real estate and building a brand and all that kind of stuff? Do you want to give us a bit Both. of- Both. Yeah. Um, so building the empire, the concept of building an empire is, event, you know, it's just constant growth. You know, the real estate is definitely going to help the financial part of it because I understand real estate. Mm. Um, 
But the, the whole concept of the empire is that you do have to become with the brand and, and, and hiring more people and the people you have in it and who's in your royal court and expanding, expanding, reaching more people, more customers. Mm. The bigger the brand, the more um, resilient it is to attacks and the more it can sustain something like an economic collapse or um, a, a death in the family, a something that's going to give you a big, heavy whack, a lawsuit. Empires can withstand that. And that's why I, I go, you have to think in terms so big to protect yourself. Because when you just operate out of this normal thought process and this normal life, it it's very tricky because it is so delusional because you are under the illusion that things are fine and everything is okay until one day it's not. And like Grant says, bad things happen to good people every day. Yeah. And I witnessed that. So if you if you just are content being normal, you are forewarned that mm. you are you are really skating on thin ice because at any moment, and I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. This is just a reality for me. Yeah. I have been in that normal scenario. Grant and I both have, where uh, we almost fell through the ice. You know what happened then. In 2008, there was an economic collapse. Um, we were conned by some friends for a $60 million lawsuit. It was our first lawsuit. We had some real estate that wanted to um, recall all the loans because 462 banks went under and they mm. wanted their money. And yeah. we had never not paid on time. So they understood that we had money. But <laughs> who has $30 million to deliver in 15 days because a bank says, you are now in technical default because your net worth has dropped. Mm. But so had everyone's in the entire country. Yeah. Maybe even the world, I don't mm. know. But yeah. um, And I was pregnant at the time, so I wasn't working as an actress. Um, and that is very stressful times. And we had a really nice house, and I just, I was like, what is gonna happen? Are we, are we gonna lose everything right mm. now? We, we were scared, I mean, $100,000, $200,000 was going out a week in lawyer fees. I mean, it was just not any, I had just come into money when I had met Grant because I had, I had had a little on my own as an actress. I had bought a house, I had cars, but that was it. I thought I was, I thought I was rich. <laughs> and then, you know, when I married Grant, he had a few million and, and now we are what we are today. But that was more than I had ever, had ever been accustomed to, so. Mm. When the sharks came out of the water in 2008 and the, and the little lawsuits, I, I mean, I don't even count the little lawsuits, you know, the little guy that lives in the apartment that's like, there's mold mm. and I'm sick. But then you hire a private investigator and they're surfing in Hawaii, you know, mm. all those. I mean, people come out when they when they're threatened and they look for the person who they think's going to get them through it. And mm. they did. And they came out like like sharks. Yeah, it was a stressful time. Mm. You know. Okay, so we'll talk. Go back to the growth thing because obviously you've talked a lot about growth, helping seven billion people, size and empire, de risks, threats of lawsuits, economies, etc. I think a lot about growth, and sometimes I feel like it's a bit of a paradox because it seems like you come alive when you think bigger, but you have shit days. We all have shit days, mm. and you know, like you can have a long time where you think you're doing a lot of work and nothing really is really happening. Mm -hmm. um, so is it an endless chase and dream for always striving for growth? Um, how do you balance that being content with what you've got with shooting for something bigger? 
Um, you know, I just want to address this real quick because yeah, the, 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 the goal or the trophy, once we've achieved the ones, they do become, there's a new target and mm. a new target and a new, and it is an endless cycle. Mm. I am grateful for the achievements that we have had along the way, but also in the long-term term goals that it's, it's going to take years for fruition. Most people don't realize that. They want things overnight, and they think it's going to happen in six months. It took us 10 years to pull out of that thing to get to where we are now. There just wasn't social media. But it's very important along the way, while you're waiting for this, which is way out here, to give yourself small attainable goals mm. that you can see, wow, I hit that, I hit that, I hit. So you can have little achievements along the way so you're yeah. not constantly like overwhelmed, like I'm never gonna get there and this is horrible. Mm. You, that's when, when I feel that way, that's how I balance it, I guess, is I start subdividing, what's the little targets? Yeah. Mm. And then I'm like, I hit that, I hit that, I hit that. And I get more senses of wins and victories. Mm. Some people say, I mean, this is not coming out of my mouth, um, but some people say, well, when does it ever end? You know, when does the endless chase ever end? I don't understand those people. No. I don't understand that logic. I mean, I'm in a race against time right now. I feel um, I have I've put so many goals there that are so massive for me to attain that I feel like... Um, it's almost impossible for me to reach it in this lifetime. Mm. So for me, there is no end. I am struggling. I am running. I am racing. I am pushing and fighting as fast as I can to get as much as I can get done in this lifetime. Yeah. Um, so there is no end because <laughs> I feel like I'm going to end before I get there. Mm. You know, so there, there is no end for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to end. I no. love what I do. And I love I, I, I'm a spiritual being. I believe that, you know, no matter you know, religion, I don't, we don't need to talk about religion, but I know that I'm a spiritual being. I'm not just this body. So What's a spiritual being? A spiritual being is, um, is a source, you know, a spirit. I am not this body. So when this body dies, it's like clothing. It's just going to go there and this spirit lives on. So mm. nobody can kill me. They can kill my body. They can never kill me. You can never take anything away from me. You can take away all my possessions. You cannot take away my experiences, my dignity, my courage, my pride, my strength, my power. That is my spirit. And that comes with me and nobody can touch that. And it's going to live forever. I don't know where, whether in another body or in heaven or wherever you think. For me, I have a certainty that I survive through. So in this journey and th on this piece of clothes i intend to do this to set me up for the next 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 because because i want to continue to do good even mm. when this drops away yeah yeah all right <laughs> i hope i'm in that lifetime as well um so how's your life changed um all the things you do now you know with grant and your companies uh, and, and in your business empires and your authoring versus, you know, when you were an actress and, and you know, the sort of the, the, the before. Like, I don't want to say that Grant's the before and after because you are you. But obviously you've built business together and empire with Grant. Yeah. Um, and then there was the before that. How's mm -hmm. your life different? Oh, my God. My life is so different after Grant because, um, because before Grant, I thought I had to do everything myself. And it was a constant um, struggle. I had, I had a lot of accomplishments. I had a lot of victories. 
Um, but I had no idea that with partnering up with the right person um, that I could really find my power mm. as myself through the, the aid of somebody else. Like I thought everything, it's, I just, it's definitely a pre and a post grant, Yeah, you know, and pre grant, um, I mean, there was just so much, so much confusion. Mm. You what, know. Were you, what were you confused about? Well, in my teens, I was confused about life and death kind of stuff. I, you know, a friend of mine had passed away and when I was 14, I wasn't ready to deal with that. So, um, I, I turned to drugs and alcohol to kind of, um, numb that part of me out. And so it, you know, it was just, I I didn't know who I was or what, where I was going or what my potential was. So Mm. all I knew is I had to get out of New Orleans if I was gonna, if I thought I was going to survive. Yeah. So that's when I used acting to move to Los Angeles because I was like, oh, that's my out. So then I went to Los Angeles. I cleaned up a little bit, not totally. I was never an addict, but like when I party, I party, you know, (laughs) I recreational partied very well. Um, And, you know, you know, it looks fun on the surface, Mm. but anyone who does drugs who's honest or drinks alcohol i mean alcohol is a depressant drugs mm. the certain types stimulants depressants in the end they're depressants you know and and they pull in a lot of negative stuff and you do lose your self confidence and you do lose your self worth over time even if it's just letting your friends down you know you're supposed to show up for something you don't show up you slept the next day i mean little stuff like that you know you you just become a disappointment to yourself and to others yeah so that happened and you do enough accumulations of those which i did that mount on top of you yeah you know that you don't you don't have the ability to walk into a room and be there comfortably because you have all this You know, and was there a turning point or something that you remember happening that changed things? You mean for the drugs? Yeah, to just move out of that kind of old, confused life. Yeah, um, it was the last time I did drugs was um, December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, when mm. it turned to two thousand. I said, "That's it." I had done my most of my life from thirteen. The first time I smoked pot was when on my thirteenth birthday, and up until that day, I said, I've done my life th- this far and I'm not where I want to be. And um, I, now I need to try to see what life is without it. And, and what is that going to take? And what courage does that take to, you know, anyone can go through life taking a drug and using a like, oh, I need this to become funny or I need this to be talented or this enhanced, you know, whatever. But what does it take? And I had never, I did not know that life. Mm. And, 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 and so that was the turning point where I said, now I'm going to stop that and see what this is and see if I'm able to turn my life into what I really want it to look like. Yeah. You know? Mm. I heard a little rumor that Grant chased you for a long time. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 What, was there a reason you well, made him wait for a long time? There was a reason. Um, <laughs> he wasn't my type. Um, I, I moved to Los Angeles when I was 17. I didn't know anybody. I, 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 I took care of myself since I was 17 years old. I met him, I think, when I was 27, 28-ish, maybe. Maybe 28, yeah. And um, 
look, I, I was in LA, I worked on hot rods, I owned a number of hot rods, I, I actually knew, you know, I hung around guys, a lot of guys, I was sporting clay champion, I was an actress, I traveled the world, I was a model, I went around the world. I you was, leading up to say you were too good for Grove? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying I dated, without trying <laughs> to make myself sound like a groupie, I dated actors and, and musicians and, I'm glad he's not here. you know, and, and guys looked a certain way. <laughs> they did not look like businessmen, <laughs> you know. So I met him on a, the set of a commercial, um, didn't think anything, and he was shorter than me, you know. And, and I had dated one guy that was shorter than me and swore I'd never do it again because I felt like big. I, I, like, I want to feel like a girl. I want to <laughs> feel dainty. And, and then he didn't want me to wear heels. And I'm like, but I look better in heels, you know. And so I was like, short guys are out. Forget it. <laughs> Sorry, I'll check so, in my water. No, that's okay. Oh, not, not, your, not checking on what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he wasn't my type. So I met him on a commercial. He got my number from the director. That's a huge no-no. Mm. He gives me a call and he was like, oh, I'm Grant Cardone. <laughs> and people's lives tend to get better when they hang out with me. And I just thought he was the biggest cheese ball and arrogant and hung up the phone with him, and then for the next 13 months, twice a month, every month, he left a message on my voicemail with no returned phone call. Hmm. And then how did you finally break? I am so predictable, I hate myself. <laughs> because he became friends with my, one of my girlfriends, and then he found out that I like shooting. Hmm. So the last message that he left before I broke was, uh, I heard you like shooting, and uh, I rented the entire shooting range. If you want to show up, um, then we can shoot together. And, you know, I'm single chick, and I'm like, okay, if he wants to pay. Shooting wasn't cheap, mm. you know? And so I was like, okay, I like guns. I'll show up to that, you know? Yeah. And so I did. But he, he understood that if he could just crack the door, he could smash it down. Mm. And he did, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. Um, back to the, the kids. Okay. So do you ever think um, of if you want to raise your children to be entrepreneurial and business people or, you know, if they may be a professional like a, do a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, do you ever think about that path for them? Um, I think about raising my children to be um, productive members of society, happy, healthy, um, contributing. Mm. So I, what they choose with their profession is totally up to them. And does Grant see it the same way? I think so. Mm. Yeah, you know. Um, so you're not like got me here marked for the Cardone Empire? Just oh, yet. yeah, they're marked for the Cardone Empire if they want it, yeah. you know. Um, so they're around. They come to all of the events mm. with well, us. I met them when I interviewed Grant. They were both sat there, th and you were sat there through the whole oh, interview. Right. So yeah. it's great that you guys get to travel all around the world together. That's right. Yeah. So they understand, and and they understand that if they want to, they're going to have to learn it. Mm. And so you know, but it's too early to tell. Mm -hmm. You know, one there's seven and nine. One wants to be a chef, and one wants to be a um, a singer, mm. like t um, Taylor Swift kind yeah. of. So, so right now it's like let's go all in. Let's chef it up. Let's mm. learn the kitchen. Let's you know. Let's sing. Let's get you a, a coach. You know. Yeah. I don't want to squash anyone's dreams. No, of course. Mm. And you you let them try anything and just sort of work out what they seem to enjoy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. You know, I want them to go for life. Yeah. I don't want them to be scared of anything. No.
Uh, cool. And do you ever, are you ever concerned that because they're in a, you know, not my, privileged? Yeah, I don't like to, this is not my words, so I'll say society's words, they're not my words. Uh, but yeah, they're in a privileged position. Mm -hmm. Some could say they're a little bit sheltered from reality, whatever. Do you think about that and raising them? No. Nope. No? I, I, I tell, they know, and I tell them, you picked me, you know, because mm. I'm going back to the spiritual thing again. Yeah. I was like, look, you picked me. This is who we are. This is what we represent. This is our mission. Mm. You're, you know, you're, you're expected to be Team Cardone, mm. you know, and, and they are. Mm. They get it. So um, I'm not worried about, they understand they live different than other people. But here's the thing. Um, they are expected to exchange with us. Mm. They are kids and I want them to be kids. So when they go to kids parties, I want them to tear it up. When they go to the park, I want them to come home filthy. Mm. You know, I don't want them worried about their clothes and this and that. It's like, I want you to be a kid. Yeah. But there are times when we need you to introduce yourself in front of the audience mm. or do this or, you know, my papa or wear a Cardone Capital hat because that's what we do. We promote and blah, 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 blah. And they do. Yeah. And so, and, and kids like to feel like they contribute. So they're not little freeloaders, you yeah. know? So they yeah. contribute to, to us and to the empire. And, and they have their roles and they understand their roles. And they understand that when we go out of town, their job is to not be a problem for anyone. They're going to do their work and their homework and be happy so that we can focus on that and when they do that for us they are little superheroes mm. they're superheroes because they're letting their parents be superheroes yeah you know and so they understand that they're they earn everything mm. they don't really people would probably assume that i i um give them a lot of gifts and overwhelm them with that but they have star boards they have to earn their gifts they can do whatever they want with their toys they can destroy them they own them when they when they when, when they're given to them. A lot of parents don't do that. A lot of parents give a toy and say, here's your toy. And then when the kid wants to break it, they're like, how could you break the toy? It cost me. It's not, it's not theirs anymore. Then it's the, the parents. You gave it to them, but it's really still yours. But they understand that if they break the toy, they're going to have to earn enough, the 20 more stars before they get another thing. Mm. And that's fine. They're not going to be made wrong for it. Yeah. And earning these stars, that's like work-related things, yeah, is it? that's like yeah. the homework. That's like, you know, cooking dinner, helping mm. April, helping me around the house, like doing all their stuff, yeah. you know. 10X Kids, they do a 10X Kids. They get points for those. They love What's them. What's 10X Kids? They do a podcast, a show. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they originated that idea. Yeah? Yep. They said they wanted to do a show called 10X Kids. And, they, you know, they, they come up with a topic. Um, talk to strangers, you know, because mm. most parents teach their kids not to talk yeah. to strangers and Grant teaches them to talk to strangers. Mm. So they won't, because strangers have everything you need. Of course, yeah, yeah. Money, so, contacts, resources, information. That's right. Yeah. So they can't be scared of people. It's our job as parents to ensure the environment's safe. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to go let them, you know, run around in some really bad neighborhood, you know. Mm. But where they're at, they're going to be encouraged to, mm. to, to go up and meet people and talk to people and, 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 and not have that afraid of everyone and yeah. everything. Yeah. So I've got a little quick fire round. Okay. Um, I mean, they don't have to be quick, but that just means that if you need to sort of finish soon, you okay. can. So 
I think these next two questions are really bad, but they tend to get good answers, so I've left them in. <laughs> so if you think okay. they're really bad, that's my disclaimer. But, okay. Um, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Mm. It's actually not advice I was given. It was advice that I came up with. My I had my own epiphany. Mm. I hate to sound so <laughs> self and whatever there, but it is true. Mm. It, the 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 thing that pops out in my head is when when I discovered. Um, to be a friend to myself. I'm a very good friend, but I was for many years really, really, really hard on myself. And I would never treat anybody the way I treated myself mm. in those years. And when I learned, you know what, I can make a mistake, I can, I can correct myself, I can forgive myself, I can make it up and I can move on and, and continue to love myself in that process. When I really figured that out, it was very rewarding for me. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I would want somebody else to know. Like, be your own best friend. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Uh, uh, the worst advice you ever received? Other than don't talk to strangers. Um, no, the worst advice I ever received was um, never depend on a man. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Why was that bad advice? Because I depend on a man. Mm. Um, Grant is... The most trusted person in my life, I depend on him. He depends on me, and um, and it was bad advice because yeah. he he has really tremendously helped me find myself and grow as as a woman, as as a person. And you know, if I had continued to never depend on a man, I, I would have lost out on a, a yeah. great a great huge part of myself. It would have gone undiscovered. Mm. I think that, I think I need to say something about that because I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that on my podcast, but I think it's, um, what you've said is a fantastic advice. And, you know, there seems to be this thing where we have to be independent, mm -hmm. independent working, you know, being the boss, you can't ask for help, you can't show weakness, all this kind of stuff. For me, it's all nonsense. Like, I have... Two PAs, and without them, I wouldn't be able to run my life. Totally. And I depend on them. Mm -hmm. um, I depend on my wife, depend mm -hmm. on my kids for enjoyment and mm -hmm. happiness. I've got, I mean, you know, like you guys have got a big organisation, you know, like probably not as big as you guys, but I have 80 staff, and without them, I would not be able to grow my business. We've Absolutely. got these guys do, going here, doing all this great technical work. Oh, I don't know how to, barely know how to do a live feed, definitely can't do the camera work. And exactly. Like, everybody thinks they have to be successful themselves, you know, be strong, be independent. But I would be nothing without depending on all the people I depend on. A million percent. And I think people are scared that if they depend on someone, that person will let them down. That's right. Screw them over, treat them badly. Right. But there's other people that can come into that space. I've had loads of good staff leave thinking it's the end of the world. And then I find, you know, someone other good better. staff come back yeah. in yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever. And we've all been dumped. We've all been felt alone. Um, but if... I could just say that's great advice, and if more people stop being so independent, we are we are an interdependent species. That's like right. Like someone cooks for you, and yeah. I don't mean like in the posh yeah. sense, but you know, for you to eat food, it needs to be manufactured, produced. You are this is massive supply chain of people that you depend on just to eat. Million percent. And then you serve someone else that's by right. creating information or products <laughs> right. or whatever. And we are an interdependent that's species. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess that's why you want to help your kids you know, give to society, to produce for society, mm -hmm. so they become useful. Mm -hmm. mm, so, yeah, great. No one's ever said that on the podcast, but, um, yeah, everyone does say never depend on anyone.
Yeah, you know, I, I just weakness say become say become strong enough to be able to take a blow yeah. and um, and strong enough to deliver a punch. Mm. And and if you have those two things in order, you're fine. You know, yeah. you're gonna get hurt. We live mm. on a planet. People, you know, there are bad people. There are people that do bad things that don't mean it. I mean, it's all just feelings in the end. Mm. You know, they suck. It hurts at the time, but. You know, you just you you move on, and it's it's not a reason to to hold yourself back from life. And that's the empire. You're doing the empire. You have all these people, and you're you, you're helping those people because they have jobs and they get to support their family. So she gets to run her empire mm. and take care of her empire. And and that's the other thing. So many people think they have to work for themselves in yeah. order to be, you know, the boss. But no. don't don't the the people that work in our company. Like they are the boss of their empire, mm. and they and, and them contributing to us. It's it's just like a you know we feed each other and we help yeah. each other grow. I don't want to be the only person in our company that's doing well. I want us all doing mm. well. You know, I want us all growing together. That is the statement. That is the mission. Yeah. You know. It, they they have this little phrase in England, and they may have it in America. So forgive me if I'm telling you something you already know, but um, they uh, they call them entrepreneurs which are like entrepreneurs who are employed or entrepreneurs who work in an organization. Oh, I think that's quite a nice little thing. I like that. No, I've um, never heard it before. You know, like I'm always looking for entrepreneurial people, mm -hmm. but we're all being honest. I'm the entrepreneur. You know, they're, the, they're employed. They know that. Mm -hmm. I know that. We can't hide from yeah, that. I can't, yeah. They can't yeah. pretend to be someone they're not and vice versa. I'm taking the risk because, that's right. you, you know, but mm -hmm. they reduce their risk a bit, but then they get, they're given autonomy. They're given creativity. They're given freedom. They bring a good idea, mm -hmm. and that brings money. You pay them a commission. That's and, right. And that's being entrepreneurial. That's right. But they have the security that they need, i.e. they get a monthly paycheck. I don't get a monthly paycheck. That's right. You know, and that's, <laughs> that's right. And that's the trade-off. So, right. Yeah, it's just, um, just a little phrase I've been using in England. All right, cool. What's wrong? one thing wrong with the world that you want to change? Um, all the false information out there that um, keeps people small and thinking that uh, that they can't or don't have what's really what really they are capable of. Mm. What's wrong with the world is too many people um, don't show the world who they are, what their product is. So it it de they deprive the world of mm. themselves, and and you're robbing me of you when you yeah. do that, and it's not fair. Yeah. You know, we if everyone lived up to their full potential, it, we could have a renaissance on Earth. Mm. You know, yeah. it would it would really change yeah. the world. I think this podcast is called the Disruptive Entrepreneur. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like the way you did that. I'm like, okay, well, let's <laughs> and, go. Um, that word seems to have an individual meaning for people. So what does the word disruptive mean for you? It means defying the norm and breaking out. It's me defying the, the, the status quo. Mm. Finally then, um, where do you want us to follow you? Um, and what are you promoting at the moment, whether it's books or events or whatever that you'd like us to know about? Okay, a few things. Go for it. Let's, Let's see. It I mean, Let's I have this list. Yeah. Um, first of all, anyone can follow me on any social at Elena Cardone. Yeah. I love Instagram. I'm looking for, follow me on Instagram, people, <laughs> folks. Um, but I'm promoting my book, obviously. I just released it. Build called, an Empire. Build, build an, an empire. empire, How to Have It All. Yeah. If you go to grantcardone.com, I think they have me on page three. But if you do sort through everything, you'll find you can get the audio if, if, you're, if you don't want to pay for the shipping here. Yeah. Um, if you want the bundle, the, the, the book and the audio for free, you can go to elenacardone.com 
forward slash empire. Yeah. Um, I'm speaking at the 10X Growth Con. That's in Miami, oh, February. The third one. Is that three? It's ten, yeah. 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 And it's going to be for 35,000 people in Marlin Stadium. Yeah. February 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It's going to be amazing with amazing speakers. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, if anyone is interested and, you know, and, and, and can be and wants to, to get into real estate and they're accredited, they can go to CardoneCapital.com and check out what that is and see if they want to become partners with us in building a multi-billion dollar empire and uh, getting us all up to the top that way. Yeah. Great. Elena, thank you very much. You're welcome. Pleasure. Thank you so thank much. You. I enjoyed our chat. Boom. That was yeah. great. Was that great? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Did you good. enjoy it? Yeah. Good. Loved it. Yeah. Great. great. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty much bang on the hour as well. Maybe 55 minutes. It went so fast. Yeah. It went so fast. I'm not even jet lag anymore. You, you totally pulled me out of it. Great. Thank That's you. That's what happens when you get around good energy. Yeah. You know, it's contagious. Yeah. Right. Yeah, thanks a lot. Really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was schedule. great. Schedule? How do you say that? Schedule. 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 Are, you, are you mocking schedule. me? No. <laughs> no, I'm trying to learn how to say something. Yeah. I wrote... Schedule. Crack on. I wrote... I have on my phone, I wrote down all the sayings that I'm bringing back with me to yeah. America. Ars. 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 You say that You say that good. Ars. Yeah. Ars. Ars. Okay. Yeah. Ass. Your ass is an off. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to call Randa. <laughs> <laughs>